Hi, I'm Christine, and welcome to XOXO Christine, where we have honest and candid conversations about transformations, breakthroughs, and how we live our best life right now. We'll get from the I'm not good enough and I don't know what I'm doing to knowing and embracing your own self worth and fully stepping into your purpose. Yes! Hi, and welcome back to XOXO Christine. I'm Christine, and I always say this whenever I have a guest, but I'm always so excited. But this one is a very special, special, special one. It's extra special because it's with my boyfriend and partner, Jack Chen. Whoa, I'm so excited. I'm actually really nervous. The culmination of our seven year relationship has reached this point. It's not about getting engaged, it's about me being a guest on your podcast. Seriously, we've only stayed together this long so he can be a guest. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations! We're not actually celebrating our seven years, we're celebrating that you finally made it as a guest into one of my podcasts. Yeah, I saw on a post that you had that was our seven year anniversary. And kind of scary that I didn't really actually know that, but I'm excited to celebrate in this way. Oh my god, I'm so offended already. How do you not know? This is what happens when you're together for seven years. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, okay, so on that note, let's jump into today's episode, which is something that Jack and I actually talk about all the time. You know, with me, it's just one of those things where I like to record really natural, candid conversations that I have on a daily basis with people that I love having conversations with. And of course, Jack is no exception. So today's topic is about growing with your partner and essentially just things that we've learned throughout not only our relationship together, but as individuals learning and growing within our lives and our journey and finding ourselves. What does that mean? What does it mean for who we want to be with, who we have been with? And all of that brought us to the moment of us meeting together seven years ago. You know, a lot of people dream about being in their perfect ideal relationship. But what does that mean, really? I mean, I've often had that, especially as a young girl, but even getting older, it's like, oh, you picture like this very idealistic view of a relationship. But then what happens when reality conflicts with that dream and the inevitable truth is revealed that relationships are actually hard work? And I think that's something where you don't realize it, obviously, until you're in the middle of a fight with somebody and you're asking yourself, oh my god what now do we stay together do we break up how hard do we fight for this and how much compromising is too much versus no i'm gonna do this because i love him and he loves me do we settle it's just when your expectations of what a relationship in general looks like and then when you actually get into a relationship with someone whether or not you thought this person was the one or not you're always gonna have arguments and fights with that somebody so what do you do and how do you navigate that and all the things about being in a relationship? <laughs> That's a lot. I was going to say, oh man, this is a lot to cover. Just by going through the rhetorical questions you're asking, even talking about relationship, I was thinking, where do we start? For me, there's no ideal relationship in the sense that, like in the Disney movies where there's happily ever after, I don't view it that way. I kind of view it as just growth. Growth for yourself and growth in the other person and then when you're together, growth together and it's really complicated. It gets really messy along the way, but how do we communicate that? That's kind of the first step and I guess we'll get into it. How do we communicate and how do we talk about all the things of whether we should break up, who's settling, who's not settling, are you growing faster than me? 
those are the things that are the hardest things to deal with and hardest things to communicate. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll mention this now. So Jack also has started his own podcast with his friend JC. Shout out to JC. And it's a sports podcast called Ball vs. Life. And you will probably see that me and Jack will go into default hosting mode. <laughs> so every notice he's like already introing his own way because that's what he does for his podcast. Host versus host. I know. No, it's host encouraging each other and supporting one another. Well, that's right. We're in a relationship. We need to encourage other. It's not versus, even though that's my podcast. And this was totally not planned. I didn't mean to have you plug my podcast. But thank you. I appreciate that. No, that's the only way he agreed to do the show. He was like, no, you have to plug my show at least like five times. <laughs> so, okay, let's go into it. I thought a good way to start this off is by each of us discussing our own individual views and ideas on relationships before we met. So since we met seven years ago, that was when we were in our later 20s. So before then, believe it or not, we had lives before each other and relationships before each other. It's hard and to imagine that now. <laughs> I know, right? Like we were talking about it. We we're like, oh, so often you think back now on those people and those relationships and you're just like, it seems like a lifetime ago. So going into that, why don't you start by sharing who was Jack Chen before Christine Chen? Oh, by the way, we're not married. We just, ha yeah, okay, we have the same last name. It's not, it's not weird. <laughs> Chen is a very popular last name. <laughs> and we're not related, We're obviously. not related. I know, I know. People are always like, oh, Mr. and Mrs. Chen. We're like, you know what? Okay, let's just go with that versus having to answer like, no, we're not related. <laughs> I think one of the biggest things is people are like, oh, if you guys get married, then it's so super easy. You don't have to change your last name. That's actually why I chose to date him. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I'll never have to change my name. Okay, just kidding. So yeah, who were you? Yeah, I did exist before we got together, even though it feels like a lifetime ago. But before we met, I was single for two years. But before those two years even, I was in a long-term relationship that spanned over six to seven years. <gasps> we beat her. Yeah! Yeah, that, that's the whole goal. That's why you've stayed with me this long, <laughs> to beat my ex-girlfriend. Um, by the way, um, I think we should break up <laughs> after <laughs> <Wow>. this podcast. <laughs> This is a terrible way to break up with somebody. <laughs> this is the most like ruthless way to break up someone. Invite them on your podcast and then nix I'm, it. I'm like, say all these nice things about me and then it's over because we beat your ex-girlfriend. You should have done that at the end because I could totally just like go off script and be like, these are all Christine's dirty secrets. No, I'm editing this. Okay, so yeah, you were in a long-term relationship for six, seven years. Yeah, and I started my relationship when I was around 18. Mm -hmm. And it was a long learning process in that. And I think a lot of people can relate to this. When you're together with someone since high school or even before, you don't know yourself. You don't have any idea who you are yet. You're growing into all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And doing that with a partner is really difficult because when you don't know who you are and you're trying to figure yourself out and this other person, usually around the same age, yeah. is getting to know themselves and who they are and what their places in this world, it's just a lot. It's a roller coaster. And ro relationships are roller coasters in general. Yeah. But even so, that was kind of my story. And I learned a lot in that. And I kind of, I don't want to say settled, but I didn't see a lot of things for what they were. 
And that involved trust, that involved a whole host of things, like how to grow, how to grow with somebody. I swept a lot of things on the rug because I didn't understand them. Mm-hmm. And not understanding something and understanding yourself is kind of a recipe for disaster. You end up making a lot of choices or you not just making choices, your actions and how you go about handling situations. And also the consequences mm-hmm. to your actions. Yeah, right? yeah. It's, it becomes really difficult to understand. Even after the fact, you're like, oh, shoot, I did this. I said this. What does that mean? I don't even know. I don't know where this is coming from. When you get in arguments, you say something that you don't necessarily really truly mean, but the time it's real to you. Yeah. And that young teenage hormones <laughs> and feeling all the feels. Yeah, it's all the angst. A teenage angst is is a real thing to deal with. Dealing it with in a relationship is really difficult. So I learned a lot, and I guess suffice it to say, it didn't end well after six or seven years. And yeah, that's kind of how my track record of relationships came to head before meeting you. In the two years when I was single, I was having a great time. <laughs> I was like, wow, I've been together with somebody for six, seven years, most of my college years, even after college for a little bit. I was like, man, time to discover myself. You're in your mid-20s, mm-hmm. bachelor life, huh? Mm-hmm. making some dough, getting some honeys. I don't know. I don't think I was getting any honeys necessarily. I was going on dates at the very least. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you were like living that life and enjoying single life, which is really important because we'll go into that too in terms of like some people are like, oh no, why would I ever choose to be single <laughs> if, you know, yeah, they have the choice of being with somebody that they want to be with or being in a relationship. But I think being single is actually really vital, at least for me. What did you learn during your single years? Being single is great. If you're perpetual. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I'm looking to be single now. Well, he looked me dead in the eye and said, being single is fantastic. This is just communicating things that we don't normally communicate. It's all coming out in the podcast. For everyone's life, if you're single for a period of time, it's great because you get to discover things for yourself outside of being with somebody. Mm-hmm. And it's really difficult to do that. To discover things for yourself when you are with somebody. What do you mean by that? I mean, I know what you mean by that, but for people listening. I can speak only for myself. When I was in a relationship, it's not about sacrifice, but a lot of things are about compromise. Mm -hmm. You're trying to balance what your partner wants and what you want. So you don't make decisions purely based on, hey, this is what I want to do. And I'm going to do it. You're thinking, okay, I want to do this, but how will she feel about it? Or how will he feel about it? And you put all those variables and all those thoughts in, and then you decide. Versus when I was single, I was like, all right, I don't have anyone to really need to bounce this off of anymore. If I feel like skydiving, I'm just going to go do it. I'm not going to worry about my girlfriend having an opinion on it and then or deciding it together. Right. It's like, I want to go out with my boys. I'm going to go clubbing and late night. Yeah, what up? You know, because that's, <laughs> that's my impression. That's exactly what I was yeah. doing. <laughs> but then, you know, sometimes with a girlfriend, it's like, but why? <laughs> but why? Why do you think I do that? Do you like love them more than me? That's exactly how Christine sounds. Yeah. But why? Yeah. And then so there's like having to take that into consideration. And a lot of times when we say reality conflicts with your idea of a relationship in your fantasy, you're not thinking like, oh, yeah, when I want to go out with my friends, my boyfriend's going to feel jealous, mm. you know, but then that person comes with their baggage or that comes with their internal struggles. So then when reality hits and your boyfriend has an opinion about you 
spending too much time at work or hanging out with this guy friend who it's purely platonic mm-hmm. but your boyfriend's jealous then you're kind of like oh man okay so i can't have this friend and have my boyfriend mm-hmm. and i think that's oftentimes where a lot of people in relationships are like how much how much is too much compromise <laughs> am i settling do i look for somebody who is okay with that that doesn't have jealousy issues mm-hmm. Or do I try to make it work? Do I give up on this friendship because I really want this relationship to work? So those are the really hard questions that come about when, well, you don't know until that person reveals how they really feel, right? But I completely agree with what you said about being single because then you could just be like, hey, I have this guy friend and he's platonic. I'm going to hang out with him all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. And you can make those choices and you learn a lot about yourself through that friendship. Or you're like, I'm going to get a job in New York and I'm going to make that decision for myself. And you have this whole journey that will unveil itself as you continue on. But then if you have a boyfriend or girlfriend back home, it's like, well, I don't want to do long distance. You might not take that position. Yeah, There's a lot of things that, yeah, choose this for path A, choose Mm -hmm. this for path B. And it's very obviously very different from when you're single versus in a relationship. Taking your long-term relationship, your first long-term relationship into account, and then when you became single, what was it that you really took away from learning about yourself? I think when you get out of a relationship, yeah, the light shines through in the sense that you start to see things more clearly. Mm -hmm. Because when you're in it, you have this other person giving you all this input that clouds your judgment sometimes. And when you're out of it, when you can step back, you can really evaluate things yourself and how you were in the relationship clearly. You can also evaluate the other person more independently to be like, okay, now that I'm not bouncing these ideas or the conflicts that we have off her or him, what happened? How did I react to things in my relationship? Was it toxic? How bad was it or how good was it? Mm. And that's when it really kind of hit me where I looked back at six, seven years and time kind of just goes by quick. When I say that, I was in a relationship with somebody for six, seven years before our relationship, which spanned seven years. I thought, wow, where did that time go? It just kind of, every day goes by, especially if you're not conscious, if you're not thinking about the things that are happening and understanding, look, these things are happening and I need to be aware and decide accordingly. So those are things that happen like getting out of a relationship and being single. I was like, hey, aside from the clubbing and going out with my boys, hanging out with platonic girlfriends and stuff like that finally oh my god i'm like rolling my eyes i I was able to look at my relationship and really analyze it in a more holistic sense to be like all right what went wrong and what do i want in my next relationship yeah and then so what did you conclude on from that what did you learn i think initially when i broke up i wanted to just put most of the blame on her Mm -hmm. because that's the natural thing to do be like oh man she really messed up this she did this wrong she did this wrong she broke my trust or there are a lot of things that she did after that initial putting that on somebody else i became more introspective to think all right who do i want to be because who i was in that relationship is not who i want to be in general Mm -hmm. so i thought i want to find love and yes being single is great right now but eventually i want to find love and i want my next relationship to be way more healthier than my last relationship Mm-hmm. which is my only one. What did that mean to you? What did healthier mean to you? Just dealing with conflict within myself first and then being able to deal with conflict in a relationship and communication. I'm terrible at communication. I think you might be able to speak on that. That that's... <laughs> There was like some awkward silence. <laughs> I was like waiting for you to interject. Tell me how bad I am at communicating. He was waiting for me to be like, no, no. But I just, I let that silence. I was kinda, trying to throw the ball up for you to like slam it in. No, you're in this alone. 
But yeah, communication and learning things about myself, that was really important getting out of it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And then you met me. Yeah. Okay, so anyways, about me. <laughs> no, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's something that we've talked about many times. And it's so important to actually go through that yourself and kind of self-reflect back. And being single, like you said, you have no choice but to focus on yourself and really ask yourself what was your self-truth versus who you were in that relationship. And either that you compromised or settled because you were in a relationship and you wanted to make it work. But was that really your truth? Oftentimes in like your first relationship and also at a young age, you don't know. You're not thinking about that. You're just thinking like, oh my God, he held my hand. Oh, I have a girlfriend now. We're going to go to the movies. You know, and you're just like, oh my God, what does this say about me? <laughs> so with me... Who is Christine Chen before Jack Chen? Tell me. Oh my god, she was uh, as fabulous she as she ever She hasn't been open was. about her past. <laughs> we were kind of laughing about it because like Jack and I have very opposite dating histories. And so Jack had one girlfriend and a long-term girlfriend and he became single. Me, I dated so many guys. My god. <laughs> How many is so many? I'm kidding. My first boyfriend was in high school, sophomore year. And we were on and off for like three years. It was one of those like, oh my god, I love you. And then like two seconds later, I'm like, oh my god, I can't stand you. So we broke up kind of the beginning of college. And then after that, dated my second boyfriend. And he was older. Oh my god. You know, he was like a year older. And I learned so much about myself in both relationships. And I just thought like, okay, boyfriend, boyfriend. That's the goal. Always be with a boyfriend. And then after my second boyfriend, like they were two very different people. <laughs> my first boyfriend and second boyfriend. And I think I purposely chose that because I was like, my first boyfriend didn't work out and he, I got annoyed with him a lot. So my second boyfriend, the power dynamics changed mm. because he was the one that didn't want to be with me, you know? And I was like, no. <laughs> so after that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to empower myself and just date, learn more about myself and see what's out there. What I realized by dating many guys in my 20s before Jack, that I just had a really bad pattern of needing to jump from one guy to the next because I was searching for that external validation about just wanting to be wanted, wanting to feel special, wanting to feel attractive. And depending on who the guy was, always trying to quote unquote date up in that way where it's like, oh, if he's older, if he makes more money, if he is cooler in this way, like I dated the bad boy before, you know? And I also dated the friend. He was like, oh, I really like you. And I was like, no, I just see you as a friend. And I was like, you know what, fine. You know, nice guys never win. So let's try it. And then. <laughs> I think back and I cringe because I was like, oh, I just can't. Like sometimes you just can't jump ladders, you know? So I experimented with a lot of different types of relationships. And ultimately, I just realized whatever I was trying to look for, I was not getting. The answers were not with the guys. The answers were within myself because deep down, what I was searching for in these men is something that only I could give to myself, mm. which was validation for being enough. So then, yeah, I dated all those guys, and then I decided I'm going to be single for six years. Cold turkey. Yeah. Okay, I wasn't like, okay, six years. It just happened to be <laughs> six years. <laughs> but I consciously chose to be single. I mean, of course, I got lonely. Of course, I dreamt about, like, oh, who the guy would be and all of that. That was during my Daniel Henney, like, crazy phase. Oh, my gosh, Daniel <laughs> Henney. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. I learned so much about myself because I had to force myself to really, at that age, which was in my, I think, mid-20s, to just learn to be with myself. 
and that was hard coming from someone that was always dating. So I learned the beginning steps of self-love. And then once I met Jack, I just knew it was different because of those six years, to be honest. Mm -hmm. And I think I really needed those years to really dig deep within myself of like, what does matter to me? What were my values without a man? What was important to me? I was setting up the standards for how I wanted to be treated in a relationship, you know, because I was starting to build on believing my own self-worth. So when I met Jack, it just felt different. I think because I reached a point where I knew what mattered to me, when I saw those qualities in Jack, it just it just clicked. Although, of course, I still had my walls up because I still brought in my own baggage and my fears and insecurities into a relationship. But at least for me, it just already felt different from the beginning. How about you? When you met me, how did you feel? I, I wanted to say this while you were talking about your history, your dating history. It sounds like a drug addict that you use dating as like a drug. You know when <laughs> usually drugs are a mask for things in life that you can't necessarily deal with? That's what sometimes being in a relationship is when you jump from one relationship to another, at least from what I've heard. And I will say for my relationship, it was kind of like a drug. I used it as kind of a mask for other things I didn't want to deal with. It was like a comfort blanket. Mm. When you jump from one guy to another or you're just in a bad relationship for a long time, mm -hmm. you just can't, you can't see out of it until mm -hmm. you can go to rehab, which is your single years. Your single years was rehab for yourself, which is self-love. So it just sounds like a drug act that's like, oh yeah, finally I got off the drug and then I saw things clearly. But for wow, us. Wow, thank you for putting that image of me out into the world. <laughs> like, I'm just sniffing, guys. <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, validation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what, what exactly it is. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, then go into how it was when you met me and how that journey was in the beginning of our relationship. Meeting you, I was on this path. The two years that I was single, I really made a commitment to myself that I wanted to just become more self aware. I wanted to work on myself. And in those years that you're single, you think you're doing well. <laughs> you're just like, man, I'm starting to see things more clearly. I'm reading books. I'm just more stimulated with different philosophies and things, how I want to approach life. Because yeah. now that I don't have to worry about somebody else, it's about me. It's about how I want to be, how I want to be in this world, whether it's career or friendships. And then you start to think about my next relationship, how I want to be. And then meeting you was like a test in that because you help stimulate all those things. Mm. I remember the first many conversations we had, you asked many questions, kind of like in this podcast right now, you're, you're the host. In many ways, our relationship is kind of like that. You're constantly asking me questions because you're just a very curious person. You're trying to understand yourself, but more than that, trying to understand me. Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing that just was kind of enthralling. You were so curious. Your eyes are always so open. Being in that just state, especially in the beginning, it was intoxicating. I was so stimulated. I wanted to understand you more and I wanted to tell you more about myself. So it was kind of like a drug in the beginning, to be honest, like the whole getting to know each other process. Mm -hmm. And you said that we'll get into how we met. <laughs> Maybe we can do that next. Wow. <laughs> he's trying to host me. Wow. He's like, uh, next question, please. Uh, for me, going into our relationship, the six years really defined for me what I thought was important in a relationship with a man. I think also being in my mid-20s, asking myself a lot of questions about self-growth and what do I want? What is it really? And trying to dig in deeper. When I met you, I realized my number one priority was finding a partner that I can grow with. Because that was so important and vital to me after my own self-discovery within my single years. 
if you guys can't tell by now, one of my top values is communication mm. and honesty. Especially at that point too, I was like, you know what? The next person I'm gonna date, ideally in my head, is like, I want to waste my time. Mm. If I see the red flags, if I feel that it isn't right, I'm not just gonna go give it a try just because. Again, I didn't want to fall into that drug-like state of like, oh my god, then I'll just get into a relationship and just feel all the honeymoon things about how this person is supposed to make me feel. But then in reality, it's like there's really no growth in that relationship, which was how a lot of my dating past was. I was really clear about that, so it was a very big sign for me when we started to be able to have those conversations. Me asking all these like curious questions on like, do you want to get married? I straight out just asked you that. I was、oh, like,、man. do you want to get married? <laughs> most people、That's、are like, intense. yeah, yeah. Most people are like, oh my god, you don't talk about that.、And、my friends are like, did you really bring up marriage? But then again, they knew it was me, so it was like, I'm like, okay, why don't you tell the story? <laughs> Going into dating you, it was easy. Our communication was easy. You establish your values and where you stand very firmly, and that's the thing that I've always respected. And in many ways, you inspire me. Like our dating history, that's very opposite. I think our personalities, even though there's a lot of commonalities, we are very opposite in how I communicate things versus you. How you communicate things,、yeah. right from the bat, you are like boom. <laughs> three months into it, or a couple months into, it, I don't even know if it was three months. You were like, "Hey, are you a person that wants to get married?" Because if you do. Then we need to end things right now. And things were going really well then too. It wasn't like things were on the downhill. You just straight up wanted to establish that right in the beginning.、Mm-hmm. And obviously, it threw me for a loop. I was like, I don't know yet, because the reality is, like at the time, I don't know if I wanted to get married or not. Right. How I view it is, I want to meet the person first that might likely want to get married, that inspires me want to get married, versus having the notion that I want to get married and plug in a person.、Mm. So that was how I approach marriage. But you are very different. At that time,、mm-hmm. you straight up were like, "I don't want to get married."、Mm-hmm. So if you want to get married right now, call your shot right now. We gotta end things. And <laughs> it was impressive. <laughs> I thought it was impressive. Maybe some guys would have been scared off.、Yeah. But I was like, "Wow, okay, okay." You 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 speak your truth. That's how what I saw.、Mm-hmm. You speak your truth right now. But to me, I view things in life and in relationship is sure there is some truth to th- now,、mm-hmm. but that truth isn't always gonna be. People change. I know this because I was in a relationship for a long time, six, seven years.、Mm-hmm. I changed in that relationship. My views changed in that relationship. How I grew changed. So, even though you were like, "Hey, I'm not gonna get married. If you want to get married, we need to end things now." I didn't think you were gonna change your mind, but I also thought there's nothing that's always forever. I wasn't going to work on changing your mind. <laughs> the truth is, I was kind of concerned at the time. I'm like, "Oh, how come you don't want to get married? How come you're not more open-minded?" That was something that I was concerned about. But I also respected how forthright you were、mm-hmm. in your communication, and、I、really respected that. And I was very different. I'm not a person that comes off of the bat and tells you, "Look, this is what I want: A, B, C, D.、Mm-hmm. These are my values, and this is what I'm looking for in another person. And do you fit that? Because if you don't, I don't want to waste my time. Right. I'm more malleable." Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I said that, it was consideration for both ends because、mm. I'm like, I don't want to go into like three, four months into this relationship. We're in the honeymoon phase and things are like amazing, and then come to realize that you're looking to get married. It'll be harder because if I already know going in that I'm not looking to get married, and we're also in our later twenties, you know, so that is usually the age that people are getting serious. I just didn't want to waste your time if I already knew that upfront. I wanted to be clear about that, not only for myself but for you, because if you were looking to date someone for 
I mean, we ended up being together for seven years, right? Yeah. Can you imagine if some people never talk about that until yeah. really later on, and you're like, oh my god, but I thought that you always wanted kids and wanted to get married, and they're like. No, but you guys never talk about it because you guys are afraid of having to break up, you know, or the possibility of just not seeing eye to eye about that because you've already been so deep in. It makes it that much harder. Although, <laughs> although a lot of people would be like, which understandably so, would be like, oh my god, that's so hardcore. <laughs> to me, it just kind of made more sense to bring it up earlier on. Confrontation or people view that as confrontational or just kind of too in your face. I don't see it as that. I see it more as if we can just get our big priorities out earlier on, then each of us has the information that we need to decide if this is the best decision for us moving forward.、Mm-hmm. Versus withholding information because I'm afraid that you're going to break up with me. To me, I just don't think that's fair in a relationship because that's why communication is really important to me because I want to be able to have all the information or as much information I can so I can make the. Decision, not that the other person makes the decision for me because they're afraid of how I'm going to react. How I'm going to react is how I'm going to react.、Mm. It doesn't change the fact from what you feel or what you're saying or what has happened. If that fact remains and it's such a thing that you want to withhold it from me, then I really do think that that's one of the key things to communication in a relationship is by confronting it head on, just bring it up,、yeah. and whatever happens, whatever the outcome is, it's meant to be. Versus you guys being together 15 years later and then it's like, oh my god, that's such a huge thing that you've never brought up until now, and what are we going to do with that now? Yeah. I was gonna say, I think this example from the outside perspective of if you want to get married, then you gotta let me know now because it might not work out. And sometimes it's the opposite where girls are like, "Hey, I want to get married soon, so for the guy, I need you to decide." Now on the outside, it seems like, "Oh, she's pressuring him,"、mm-hmm. but from knowing you and how you operate, it's about respect.、Mm-hmm. You respect yourself, and you also respect the other person、yeah. to tell them, "Hey, this is what I value and where I want the relationship to go." Yeah. If you're aligned with me, please let me know. But if you're not, I'm giving you the respect to be like, hey, now you know how I operate.、Mm-hmm. But if you don't operate the same way, I respect that. You know, our paths are just not aligned. It's like I want to be able to give you that information、yeah. so that you can be like, actually, no. I, if I'm dating someone now, it's because I'm looking for my wife. There really is no point of us getting into all the nitty gritty of a relationship just for you to be like, nope, I don't want to be with you in that way. That was kind of something that I learned、mm. throughout my relationships and them being single. And then you were the first guy that really came into the picture that I felt at least that I wanted to try relationship with. But to get all these things out and upfront first, so that we can decide if we even want to start this thing and really、yeah. get into it. Want to really just continue on and talk about what we really learned from each other and、mm. how our relationship has evolved and changed and grown as individuals and together. So why don't you start with some of the things that you learned about yourself throughout our seven-year relationship? Yeah, I think the point that I was making a little bit before was when I was single, I made a commitment to becoming more self-aware, more focused on self-improvement. But that's all well and good. Until you get into a relationship, and that's truly tested, and I think that's what relationships do. They put a microscope on all your insecurities, all your fears. It's harder to hide in a relationship with a significant other、mm-hmm. because they're constantly asking you these questions. They're there with you all the time, whether it's physically there next to you or talking to you. What do you want in life? What are your ambitions? Those are things that are put under the microscope. I learned a hard lesson with us in the beginning of our relationship, especially all the things that I thought I made improvements on, 
I was still far off because、But、you were confronted with it. I was confronted. I guess I want to say for myself, I really care about what other people think of me.、Mm-hmm. I really care about what you think of me. I still do to a certain degree, but back when we first started a relationship, I really, really cared. So I wanted to present a really good image of myself to you,、mm-hmm. a very picture perfect. I wanted to fall into that idealized guy that you actually idealized too. I kind of read off that energy.、Mm-hmm. Daniel Henney was an example. Oh. What he represented, the kind of guy that he was, at least in his interviews and how he is,、yeah. he seems like a great guy, and I'm sure he is. I was like, okay, I want to live up to that. Versus being myself, I wanted to live up to an idea. I wanted to strive for something, and that's something I took into our relationship because I wanted to strive for something for myself already,、mm-hmm. but I wasn't very in tune with that yet. Like, what is that ideal person or that person I'm striving for? When I, we got together, I was like, well, I kind of want to strive for what you think is ideal,、mm-hmm. and that I feel. Lot of traps, not、mm. fully understanding that, and I think you brought that to light. When we started to have conflict in our relationship, which actually was pretty early on,、mm-hmm. about exactly what Jack said about him wanting to be liked and having to have this like perfect image with not only me but everyone around him. So sometimes those perfect images conflicted. Yeah. So it's like what he thought I、yeah. wanted, right?、Exactly. Not necessarily what I told him what I wanted. It's all filtered. <laughs> exactly. So like what he thought I wanted might have been very different from what. The image that he thought his friends wanted,、yeah. you know, which is like the cool guy, the guy that like is a ladies man, you know, all of that. Whatever guys give each other high fives about, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty much that. <laughs> yeah, right. So for me, you know, when I was like, wait, wait, wait a sec, and I told him this very early on because in my dating past, I realized this is what I attracted because I am a very seemingly strong personality. A lot of guys that I dated in the past. Did the exact same thing. They told me and did things that they thought that I wanted. Versus, who are you really? You know, don't say things that you think I want to hear when that's not what you really think. Because again, that goes back to me feeling like you're not giving me the full information.、Mm-hmm. So if I knew that that's what you were really thinking, then I might respond differently, right? Or I might adjust differently. But because you chose to withhold that information for yourself, or in this case with Jack, it was like then. Who are you? <laughs> and then I'll bring up something for me. What I've learned and how I've changed within my relationship with Jack and being with Jack is that Vri said many times that I'm a very open person. But being with Jack and being with a partner in that sense, I've realized that there's a whole nother layer underneath to being more open and to ask myself even more defined questions. So before, I think. Maybe because of age too, and maybe because you never have to think about it really until you get to yeah your later twenties and thirties. Is questions like, to me, it's like, what does stability mean to me?、Mm. You know, being in a relationship is like, yeah, I want to feel secure. I want to feel like I can lean on my partner and etc. Right, but then. In the small little acts of how they do or don't act in the way that you might have wanted or thought, sometimes there's a trigger there, right? Sometimes you're like, wait, that was weird. Why did they say that? You know, or why didn't they do this? Why didn't they stand up for me during that time? Or why is she blaming me for that? So for me, I realize that it goes. A layer even deeper, where I have to answer those questions for myself. What does it mean for me to feel secure in a relationship? Even though I say like、oh, I want to be able to count on Jack and want him to be there for me, that's still a very ambiguous statement. So when real specific situations happen, and obviously he's his own person and he makes his own decisions, I'm like, wait, that doesn't make me feel good.、Mm. Might have a disagreement about it, but really it comes down to, well, what is it that I want? 
And then what is it that you want is such a, again, a very big statement, but then it's like getting even more and more defined about it. So for me to feel secure, for me to feel stable, now that we're talking about getting engaged, it's like now we're talking about the next step, what it means to us versus what the world defines as the next step for people who are getting engaged and getting married. For us, we're trying to define that for ourselves. And what does that mean for the other person? Mm -hmm. Because what I define as stable or secure or feeling comfortable or feeling like we're growing may be very different from what Jack thinks at this stage. For Jack and I, we've definitely have broken up and we've definitely had really intense arguments. But on the average, this has been the easiest relationship for me in terms of we don't have to be on the same page about stuff, but then we also came in with a better understanding of ourselves. So if we do get into arguments, it's not immediately like pushing blame on the other person. We'll stop and then really reflect on what we're really Mm -hmm. trying to say. Even though we might not have the answers when we talk with each other, we'll still talk it out. And I think through that conversation, a lot of things are sparked within ourselves. It's like, oh, you know what? I never thought of it that way. Or by you saying that, that actually adds to the piece of the puzzle for me because I didn't realize that's what you were thinking. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, yeah, it's through that specific situation that brings that up or else we never had to confront that. If you go into these arguments with like, okay, no, this is why I'm right. This is why you're wrong. Mm-hmm. This is what you have to take responsibility for. This happened because you did this. What I've learned from Jack is like, it doesn't have to be that way. It's not actually getting the result that we want, which is we're on the same team. That's really what I learned from being with Jack versus being with any other guys in the past. Because in the past, yes, it was like me against him a lot. Mm -hmm. But with Jack, it's like, how do we learn from this together? And if this is such a big conflict, how do you feel about it? How do I feel about it? And how do we reach a decision that benefits both of us? Versus, I don't really agree with that, but I'll just do it because I don't want Jack to get mad anymore. Mm-hmm. Then I can see where like the compromise and the settling and all that mm-hmm. comes in. It is, how do we reach the best decision for us, which doesn't always come right away. Yeah, I want to piggyback on some of the things that you're saying. First off, I want to say my relationship before our relationship mm-hmm. was the opposite. There was a lot of fighting, mm-hmm. a lot of volatility. And it's one of those relationships where you fight, you fight, you fight. And you, at the end of the day, you don't even know what you're fighting about. I think a lot of people have been in those relationships. You're arguing about the smallest things. And you're like, why are we arguing about this Lego brick on the table? I didn't mean to put it there on purpose. Like, yeah. chill out. That was my relationship before. And it just makes you feel terrible. To fast forward to now, even though we've been through stuff, of course, Mm -hmm. we deal with things differently. And part of that is stability. Stability is not this magical marriage thing. Like, I think people think, hey, once I get married, we're stable. We're good. Stability is really how you handle conflict, how you handle conflict resolution. It's going through situations, for example, arguments that trust might be a little bit broken or character. You don't understand the other person's character because how they react to something Mm -hmm. that you're like, okay, let's at least talk it out. I want to see your side of it. And I want to tell you my side of it. And we figure out all the in-between. Yeah. To go from these situations of conflict to understand each other better and get a better sense to be like, hey, I understand how we support each other. Mm. That to me is stability. Mm-hmm. And it's over time. It's dealing with things that come in life to be like, hey, how do you look at this? How do I look at this? Where's the middle ground? Mm-hmm. That's where stability is developed. It's not just this blanket thing like one day I just trust you or one day if we get married, that's it. We'll feel it. We'll feel it. For the rest of our lives. No, stability is built every day. Mm -hmm. Stability is built through situations. And that's what I feel like being together for seven years, we've been through a lot. 
We've had so many conversations. This podcast is just like a little microscope into like the hours upon hours upon hours that we've talked about so many different things. Mm-hmm. And that's where our stability is kind of built. That's why we can say, let's take our relationship to the next level. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It really is like trial and error in learning and growing with someone. What defined our relationship was that when we were going through conflict resolution, we both could be on the same page of finding a solution that really works for each other and having that consideration for the other person but also respecting our own values and standards the only time we were not able to come to a point where we both can make a decision that's under those standards was when we broke up yeah i just could not i could no longer do that anymore with jack and that's when i was like this just can't work anymore i'm someone that's really really big on trust yeah Obviously, for me, if I can't trust you, what are we doing? Basically, all of the things that Jack said about like him wanting to be the ideal person, although coming from a place of like he wants to be liked, but he also wants to please other people because mm-hmm. he's a really big people pleaser, like it just blew up. The trust is completely broken because at this point, I don't know who you are. Ultimately, I was like, that's a value that I can no longer comp- not compromise, but find a solution to work with you on anymore. Eventually, well, obviously, we got back together, you know. But that <laughs> was, yeah. But that was really hard. But then I think Jack, through that, why don't you talk about like how you were during our breakup and what was going on in your head? Yeah, through our breakup. So I was trying to please you, but also trying to please other, let's say, groups of friends. So I presented very different images or different versions of myself. Mm-hmm. So when you saw these different versions, there's a huge shock to you. I think I wasn't fully conscious of that. That when. We finally, this came to the surface. It hit me like a like a truck, and I had to really evaluate and think to myself, "Look, this is not what I wanted because I love her." Mm. What happened for us to get to this point? And a lot of it is about honesty, and that's one of the things that I wanted to really talk about in this podcast is honesty in a relationship. It's easy to say honesty is the best policy, but it's hard to execute. Why is it hard? Because I can't be honest with myself. Ooh, deep, yes. Mic drop. So the hardest thing is being honest with myself, and I think in a relationship, you can only be good in a relationship if you are good with yourself. What I mean is, you can only. This sounds cheesy. Love somebody if you love yourself. Right, right. And I didn't love myself. Me being different with all these people is not loving myself because I'm not centered. I'm trying to be these different people. I mean, of course, there are versions of myself. So. When I finally couldn't examine our breakup, I was like, "Man, why can't I just be honest?" That was the most frustrating thing to me,、mm-hmm. because you're the person that's like, "Just be honest."、Mm-hmm. That's all I care about.、Mm-hmm. Just tell me straight how you feel and what you think. And but I couldn't executing it was hard. Yeah, yeah, super hard. So I went to seek therapy afterwards to really dive into why I can't be honest, and I uncovered a lot. And why you didn't like yourself, right? And why I didn't like myself, and I was looking into the wrong places for that validation. Yeah, thank you for being really open about that because that's being honest about that. That's hard to admit. That's one of the big reasons why we run away with our fears and insecurities because that's something that we want to bury deep down inside because it's the quote unquote ugly parts of us. And if we're ugly and flawed, then who will love us and who will accept us? Because we're supposed to only always present this beautiful, crystal clear version of ourselves to the world. If you give anybody any reason to judge you, then you're essentially just judging yourself too, right? 
And that was part one of my conversation with Jack about our relationship. For next week, for part two, we really dive into our biggest takeaways from being in a relationship with one another and being in a long-term relationship and really what we've learned about evolving as a person but also in our relationship and what does that look like for the both of us. I also asked on my Instagram if anyone had any questions for this episode regarding relationships and oh my god, there were so many questions. So there were so many great questions like, are secrets okay? How did you know he was the one? Have you both experienced long distance? How does the girl know that I'm not right for her when I feel she's right for me? How do I know I want the right things from a relationship and I'm not just lonely? Oh my god. Ooh, such great, great questions which we answer. So be sure to come back next week for the conclusion of our conversation. And if you'd like to follow Jack and get to know him more, be sure to follow him on Instagram at Jack Chen was here. And you can follow his podcast at Ball vs. Life. And you can search it up on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this podcast. So I will see you guys next week. Bye!